Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam of Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is your uh, AEW Rampage review for October 15th, 2021. I'm joined by Ridwan here. The Friday Night War is upon us. How are you doing? Yes. I mean, this entire night of pro wrestling was wild. And the only winners from here were us fans, right? I mean, pretty cheesy way to say it, but it, it was what it was. And uh, I don't know, it felt like there was just too much wrestling to watch. I mean, I wasn't very active during the whole Wednesday, Wednesday night was thing. But even like over here, like, you know, two and a half hours of SmackDown and two hours of Rampage, you know, including the buy-in. It was essentially a two-hour episode of Dynamite, if you think about it, like, you know, the way they structured it. But overall, I think it was a fun night of pro wrestling. What did you think? I I thought this was uh, one of the best rampages we have seen in terms of, uh, first off, the wrestling was really good. And the main thing was it was a live rampage. Yes, like it's it's very rare that I mean obviously because they tape it after Dynamite, but uh, whenever it's like now I think this is the third uh, live rampage that they've done. Now obviously after the first two episodes this was the one, and they always pull out their best guns during during the live rampage episodes, and this was one such example of that. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what happened on the other channel. Anything notable? Uh, I mean, Becky and Sasha were wrestling commercial free, and after that, uh, our tribal chief showed up. But and of course, there was like the king and queen, uh, king king of the ring and queen's tournament match, queen's queen queen's crown, right? Yeah, queen's crown. So they had yeah they had those matches going on. But even even SmackDown was pretty decent today, I thought. Mm. But anyways, I think Rampage overall was good. I think I have to see what SmackDown looks like. Even though I will not yes. be checking it out. Yeah, but of course, Rampage. I mean, it's AEW. Come on, <laughs> they yes. all they have the superior. They have the superior wrestling product. You know, objectively speaking. Yeah, SmackDown lost in the draft this year. I mean, that's a that's a conversation for another time, right? Yeah, maybe next week on main roster talk. Hopefully, because we have crown fools. Uh, I might cover that. Or maybe end up, you know, say, fuck it, just, let's just talk about AEW. Probably, let's see what happens by then. Yeah, you might be having a new co-host for that main roster talk. Ooh, spoilers. Mm. Anyways, um, uh, like we said, Rampage was a really good show. The live atmosphere, they need to really do more live Rampages. I know they want to, you know, like it's it's easy, you know, do dynamite on a, in a big arena. You can tape hour of a rampage. The, the dark stuff also comes with it. Uh, they need to figure out ways to do a live rampage as well. For example, if you are like you did, this was a great scenario because we had you know back to back dynamite and rampage, right? So imagine uh, if we have say we do a show in Florida, uh, a Wednesday night dynamite, okay. You can do a rampage on that Friday, same week, maybe in another small venue. You don't need a bigger venue, right? If as far as I know, they have. If you want to do a live rampage, you can go on that route. Yeah, and they have announced actually because uh, early next month, you know, like around 3rd or 5th November. They have, uh, they are doing a live rampage, live rampage and uh, like a dynamite in another town in the same state as you mentioned like you know you rightly pointed it out because they're doing a dynamite episode in independence missouri and a couple of days later rampage is going to be live in st louis and i think they have they also have a few dates announced in uh, around mid to late november as well like some dates in virginia and uh, Probably the Long Island show that they're doing. I oh, know. I think that's that's at the same time. But uh, yeah, the next early next month's uh, Dynamite and Rampage is going to be like how you mentioned it in another small town, but it's going to be live. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the same venue? So they were in Miami. Uh, isn't this the same yes. venue they did uh, Road Rager? 
Yeah, they did. Exactly. It's the same venue. And like, we'll get to eventually, you know, the main event. But, you know, that's how it, the whole story started in the first place. It is the same. And even like the the only, I'd say, the change from the Road Rager show was, you know, the way they set up the entrance ramp. Because it was like your typical dynamite or uh, rampage entrance way. But uh, what do you say? Like the the ramp was attached to the apron, ring apron. And uh, like last time at Road Rager, they were filming the hard cam at another side. So this was that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and uh, it looks like a small venue if you see it, the setup and all. But in actuality, it's a big venue, a big arena. Yes, like the AW, like they usually do these shows in like you know five to eight thousand capacity arenas, so it works for them in that sense. But man, this crowd was super hot throughout the night. And Florida crowds are known to be super hot. Like in general, this was one such example of that. But we'll get through all that stuff. But if you are new, Slam Up Wrestling, then make sure to like, share, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Uh, check out our other content. Links provided in the description below. Did you watch the buy-in? I did. I did watch the buy-in. I mean, there were like so three, I mean, I'd say one can't, can't miss match, but the other two matches were really nice. So I had to check out the buy-in this time. You had to, right? It would have been a shame if you didn't check out the buy for that one particular Exactly. Episode. Exactly. But, uh, so we had Ty Conti versus Santana Garrett. This was a short little match and funny part is, they actually wrestled in NXT. Yes. This was the same match which uh, beat like, uh, you know, during the whole Wednesday night was thing. So this match had more viewers than the entire uh, Dynamite show that was competing head to head. And ironically, like a few years later, here we are in uh, like both of these ladies are wrestling in AEW. But uh, like uh, this was this match went short. Both women looked great. Uh, you have said in the past, the Santana Garrett is Quietly, you know, uh, underrated and never utilized to her full potential. But anyway, they gave us a little fun match. Uh, at the end, it was Ty Conti getting the win with a DD tie. And that's probably it. And uh, like they had to give it, give the win to Ty because they are clearly building her up for the, you know, the eventual DBS tournament. And she is one of... I don't want to call her a favorite, but I think she's a dark horse for that tournament because you're you're not going to expect her to win, but she can pull out a lot of upset wins. And also, I feel this is the great this is a great way to build her up as a proper you know babyface in the division to someone. And the crowd crowd really love her as one such. But uh, I'm I have to ask you one question, okay? Go on. What improves a a pro wrestler more? Is it three years of wrestling school or one year of Shibata matches? Of watching Shibata matches? Mm, I would say the second option would be a good one. Yes, that's exactly what happened with Ty Conti. Because like three years of wrestling in the performance center. And you could even, you know, if you compare both matches side by side, the one that they wrestled in NXT and the one that they had like last night, you could like you know even in the motions of you know both of their offense, like it was so crisp and smooth now than it was uh, in that NXT match, and and that's obvious because you know it's a natural progression of a wrestler learning by trade. But this one that looked like a more corporately produced match, and this one was like you know free balls to the wall match, the one that happened last night. Bro, you can give Ty Conti another year. And by then, she'll be ready for retirement. Exactly. Like, yes, but, uh, you know, looking at her improvement, like, she's improving. She's improved leaps and bounds from that time, but she continues to keep improving. And that's, you know, it's exactly what you need to see from a wrestler and enjoy whatever they put out. But uh, anyways, um, moving on, we had Bobby Fish versus, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Lee Moriarty. Did I get that yep. right? Yes, yep. and, uh, By the way, Lee, uh, Mr. Lee is uh, all elite. 
after you know just wrestling here and there for AEW. So that's good news. Yes, he's been pretty regular on dark for the past month, and uh, he had a match with uh, Danny Garcia, which prompted Tony Khan to give him a contract like then and there itself, which was sweet. And uh, I hadn't seen much of his like. I don't usually watch dark or dark elevation but this like this was the first, this, this is the second time that I've watched uh, Lee Russell the first was a you know a couple of weeks ago a dark elevation match with uh, him and I think it was LSG the ROH wrestler versus uh, FTR in a tag match so that's that so um, another guy who just became all elite Bobby Fish uh, so he was facing Mr. Lee here. So what uh, they were able to give you a really fun wrestling match, and uh, this would end towards you know Bobby Fish getting the win with a simple roundhouse kick, just to build up the dynamite match with Brian Danielson. So you had to give Bobby Fish a big win here. So pretty much that's all I can say regarding this match. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing else you could add in general. But, uh, like, this was, like, you know, going by the flow of this match, this was, like, basically Lee trying to get Fish into his hold. But, you know, as you can see, the disparity between, like, someone who's wrestling for 20 years versus someone who's been wrestling for two. And, uh, like, how they were exchanging moves. And uh, it was, like, a match of strikes, too, because Lee is a pretty decent striker. And, of course, like, you know, he has a long way to go. But Bobby Fish is, like, someone, a veteran who's... Uh, like a master at his craft and uh, that was about that and Fish was like con- continuously taking advantages of the strikes to you know put him on offense and there was like a few hope spots sprinkled here and there for Lee which was also good to see but uh, yeah the, uh, there you go like Bobby Fish picks up the quick victory with a roundhouse kick just to you know build him up and even like you know even if the match wasn't there it was obvious Bobby Fish was going to win but uh, I'm excited to see what all do they do with Lee Moriarty because, uh, like, as we mentioned, uh, Daniel Garcia, he's like he's firing on all cylinders in AEW right now, and we could see something similar from Lee himself. So damn excited for what's in store for him. So uh, before we get into the main event, they kind of did a, you know some packages. Uh, for the big matches on the main show, we had uh, one for Punk versus Seidel, one for Inner Circle and the Men of the Year, the six men. So that was uh, good to watch. Uh, let's quickly get into the good stuff. This is uh, Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. This ca- this match was announced. This came out of nowhere. <laughs> Just for Tony Khan to show his muscles against... Uh... Commercial free SmackDown, if you will, or super size SmackDown, if you will. So this was like, and it was free of charge on YouTube. Like you just had to log into YouTube and just watch the match. You didn't have to pay for any, like, you know, any TV show or something. So it was like a great service to the fans themselves. And uh, boy, oh boy, what a match this was. And uh, it's a kind of a bummer that this was on YouTube and not on TV or pay-per-view. It was, again, like, you know, I, I can't complain if you're watching this for free. Yeah, that makes sense as a viewer. But uh, this match, this match, they delivered on all promises. If there was any promises for this match. Hands down, hands down. And, and, uh, uh, like... and uh, listen, listen, this is going to be a hot take from me. And I don't think it's a fair comparison, but I'm going to go for it. This gave me vibes of uh, Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kobashi for some reason. Yes. I mean, it was in that line of comparison, you could say. But, uh, wow. (laughs) What a match. Uh, I think this is going to be somewhere beneath those match of the year contenders, if I'm not wrong. Uh, you You could say that. Like, it's right up there. For, even even for me, like I'd say, you know, this was one of my favorite matches of the year. I'll probably have to give it a rewatch once again. And um, yeah. 
So uh, Suzuki makes his entrance first, uh, then Danielson. Danielson is super over with the yes chance. And uh, they don't, uh, the match didn't even begin. And we see holy shit chance. Like from yes. the get go, you're hype. So, yes. And, and uh, Danielson was, uh, before we start, like Danielson was milking the crowd so bad during his entrance. Like, He's just standing on all uh, turnbuckles. He's going, yes, uh, not him, yes, but he was just doing this, and the crowd was uh, crowd was chanting, uh, yes, yes, yes. Later, that turned into C C C because Spanish. And is it uh, correct me if I'm wrong? Is this the same guy who wrestled Roman Reigns and main evented WrestleMania, and yes, wrestled Kenny exactly. Omega in the same year? Yes. He was, uh, he is, and uh, yeah, there's less words to be said about Brandon Nielsen as so he, in general. Yeah, so he, so he went from main eventing WrestleMania, Roman Reigns, a great match with Kenny, and he was seeing Suzuki in one year. Yeah, he, exactly like in six months, in six months, like in half a year, you could say, like, uh, oh he's, my God. He was marking out during the match while like he was standing face to face with Suzuki and Suzuki was asking him to like, you know, lay it on me and Danielson was just smiling. He couldn't stop smiling. Like he's having, he's having the dream, like he's having a dream run so far and it's only been like a month since he signed to AEW. A month and a half, I should say. At the rate he's going, he's uh, right now, he's, he's going to be the top 10 guy in the industry when... 2022 comes around. Yes, and the people have already been uh, clamoring for him to face Kenny for the title already. You know, while this his uh, run is white hot with the crowd, he's like super over. And obviously, he's over. He's like one of the legends of the business. But uh, I mean, you can't ask for anything more when it comes to Brian Danielson. He's just uh, he's just legendary. And uh, before we get into the highlights, let's talk about Suzuki, man. Uh, the Suzuki US tour, like everyone calls about it. Even I kind of made uh, Mike Bennett emotional on Twitter uh, a couple of hours ago. He was marking out that I pitched the idea of him and Suzuki. So that was great to watch. I was jealous of that because, like, you know, you have such wrestlers that you have great love for, even if, you know, they're not very like uh, big big stars but they are good in their respective rights or great even and you have like a certain soft corner for them mike bennett is like one of those wrestlers for me like you know i could say like you know your boy kind of wrestlers so whenever i reply whenever i tweet to him he doesn't he doesn't always respond but like there you go like you know, the odd tweet. And he's like one of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, you could say even like, you know, even if I watch ROH, he's like, he'll be my top favorite wrestler over there. But um, I mentioned this because the Suzuki US tour, because this guy had two options, okay? Either stay in Japan, work the G1 tournament and get just eight points or come to the mm. US, work all these indie shows and AEW and impact and just have fun and get that crowd reaction you you were waiting for for the last one, year and a half. Yeah, and he was uh, like he was just recently announced for Impact. So there are, excuse me, there are a lot of dream matches as it is, even in Impact for that matter. And he is a staple in uh, GCW, and he's working like dates in AW and of course New Japan Strong. So. This, this Suzuki US run US tour 2021 is like uh, I don't want to call it a fever dream, but it's amazing as it is. Like you know, you can't really say more than that. If the if there's one who has favored a lot with the Forbidden Door, it's this guy. <laughs> easily, easily. And uh, let's put the world championship on him finally when he goes back uh, to Japan. I don't think they will because he's he's not an officially signed wrestler to New Japan. He's still a freelancer. And New Japan tend to not put the titles on, you know, people who aren't contracted to them. And like, for example, the Ibushi 
all these years he was wrestling for new japan he was he wasn't like always the champion i mean in junior levels as a ic champ uh, ic champion or junior heavyweight champion he was there but as a world champion they were always reluctant because he wasn't officially contracted to them but once that happened and the uh, one year later he was their uh, world heavyweight champion so but anyway i mean man. i personally wish i personally wish suzuki becomes the world champion but uh, it's not going to happen very easily yeah we would end up with a second e world title reign yeah yeah fuck you by the way uh, let's get into the highlights um, like we said the crowd was very much into this holy shit chance from the get go they really do some great pure wrestling man great great pure wrestling in the first half and then we get into the strikes and suzuki just being heelish throughout the match i loved it like you know danielson is uh, like the super over baby face here suzuki is just being suzuki with the crowd and you know at one point he just kind of you know just did the shish to the crowd i loved that so like i said great pure wrestling from the get uh, in the beginning parts and then we get into the strikes so at one point suzuki just killed Danielson with a forearm and we see holy shit chance again and then they go out to the outside and uh, Suzuki was just you know kind of targeting Brian's arm and then more pure wrestling and uh, Dan- and then you know you brought up this point where they were you know doing the uh, what's the, what what do you call the, those spots yes uh, Daniel- yeah like Danielson was kicking Suzuki and suzuki was no solding uh, those kicks so this and then there was another uh, part where suzuki was the one who was kicking danielson and danielson returned the favor here so he was no solding those kicks so then we see some great uh, exchange of submissions like suzuki was going for the sleeper uh, danielson went for the catam mutilation once and then he was going for the uh, lapel lock and as we get to the final parts like they're going into some quick uh, exchanges danielson hits the busaiko knee and there you go got the victory really great match man and i can say this was one of the best aw matches this year this year ha huh? easily like you could you could rank it in a top 5 or top 10 easily like this match man i it's it's one of my favorite matches this year i can you know easily say that this is so good this and uh, yeah finally it's mean. great to uh, see that you know uh, the aw audience finally got to see the real suzuki after all these appearances yes uh, this this was his third match in aw right yes because first was with moxley was a little underwhelming it was insane it was good yeah this is a key incident then the hardcore tag match was also it was i mean it was fine it but it was just there but man oh man this this match was hands down like fantastic you do you reckon Mel, menzo melzo would give it five stars or something four and a half is good man In yeah even i feel the same i mean i would love if he just gives five stars and just infuriates the crowd even more infuriates the fans even more yeah. but uh, you know like this match was also you could say uh, good for you know the crowd involvement because at one point you know when suzuki was laying in those running kicks to brian and then brian was just there yeah and then suzuki just hits him again and brian just there like you know give me more and suzuki just goes like slowly runs and gives him like one Uh, like dastardly kick and Brian was just trying to go for a comeback and then he just dies and Suzuki goes for a pinfall that was great and of course like you know the initiative before that the exchanges of Fora Suzuki was giving Brian a chop and Brian was uh, returning the favor with the knee and later on Suzuki just gives him a forearm and Brian just dies there instantly so i mean the crowd had a lot of involvement in this so that would that's what makes pro wrestling great right so this match this match is like amazing yeah i'm yeah. i'm marking out talking about it so and that's why i made the comparison of joe and kobashi the crowd involvement the dynamic of a great puro japanese guy and a great wrestler from america 
I went into that dynamic and that comparison. Yes, I actually have to like rewatch those uh, Joe vs Kobashi matches now that you've mentioned. So, but uh, yeah, so how are you going to talk this? I said uh, when this match ended. Yes, uh, they they you know with all due respect, I don't think they did because like the main show, if you could have put this easily on the main show and put one of the you know matches on the main card and to the buy in. that would have certainly worked yeah but, but again like because of the time slot that rampage has you have to front load front load it a lot more you know because like the probably the first 20 minutes is where you will get like the maximum number of viewers and then it slowly you know uh, evaporates into like second uh, th- second match or the main event so like it keeps continuously decreasing and uh, you know it won't be it's not much of a surprise given the ratings that they have but uh, most of those shows that they are doing are taped so you know you could understand that and at the same time the time slot doesn't do them any favors and even by that sense i feel it's pretty decent numbers that they pull out but again Uh, let's argue for the sake of arguing right like rampage is losing viewers soon aw will run out of business because of their secondary show that just built to further storylines than actual this thing and oh, you know what may happen yeah they will get there maybe you change time slots or go to another night i'd say changing time slots would be better but again uh, Oh, what do I know about wrestling, right? Yeah, at least we are not Tony Khan. <laughs> yes, yeah. But um, let's get into the main show. So, great follow-up to the match we saw earlier. We had CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. I thought this was yet another, you know, good showing for Punk. Matt Seidel is like always super underrated on that roster. Really good match. What you think about? yeah this this match was great like punk punk's return you know all of cm punk's matches have been like very very good i'll just keep it to that because like i felt last week's match with daniel garcia was probably one of the best that he did since returning because obviously the first one is the derby match and i'd rank this second and then the match with cops and probably this one after and it's not a knock but it was great this match was great by all accounts as well because you know that was they were running more on psychology uh, because punk was trying because match idol was trying to you know outrun punk and punk you know he got gassed at one point and sidel was like trying to put him in locks and when he was and punk was going more on the power side so that was also a good that was also good to see you know also highlights the versatility of punk as a wrestler because he can go for strikes he can go for holds and all, he can also be a power guy when required because you know given the size disparity of both of these guys but uh, you know sidal was like quick on uh, reversals so that was his plan for the most part and of course like tiring punk and then taking advantage of it but punk being punk also being a master of wrestling and sidal is also you know he's he's like a teacher himself so all in all like this was a great if you want to study wrestling like if you want to learn how to wrestle and uh, you want to learn the basic you know psychologies etc you could this much you could use this much to like learn the basic fundamentals of that you know what i mean that's why you watch us bret hart tapes not shawn michaels Matches. Who punk? Yeah, election match. Yes. What the Bret Hart is the man. Bret Hart, like you could say that for most of the AEW wrestlers, like they are huge Bret Hart fans, especially FTR. You know the vocal Bret Hart supporters. Yeah, and they hate Shawn Michaels for some reason. You gotta hate the enemy always. Yeah. Anyway, Shawn. <laughs> Shawn is good, by the way. And there is. Yeah, I like Shawn. Yeah, another thing I want to bring up is uh, why is this crowd full of Spanish? Yeah, 
Like, I don't know the reason too, but they were chanting most, most even like, you know, the match with uh, Brian and Suzuki, they were chanting C instead of yes. And over here, when Punk hit, uh, you know, a random body slam out of nowhere just to escape Saida's hold, and they're just chanting Otraves, Otraves, and they're like chant again. And Punk was like, and then he hits him again on the apron, and he's like, that's a body slam, and this gives a thumbs up. So, Punk is like amazing with the crowd. He's just enjoying. And by the way, Punk uh, is really putting over those body slams. Yeah, and uh, even the commentary, they were having fun with it. Like Body slams are like the most underrated move in all of wrestling. And they are right. It is. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to, uh, you know, mention its importance. But again, like, if you're slamming your opponent down to the ground. So it takes a lot out of them more than it takes out of you, the offense person. And there was another spot I haven't seen this in years, you know, where they were both men fight on the ropes. Like Punk was teasing a superplex, but it ends up, you know, uh, both men being knocked out and falling on the floor. I haven't seen that in years. Maybe the last 10, 5 years. That's a stretch because I think I've I've seen that a lot during Seth Rollins matches. Yeah, but uh, now that it's a little modernized, even that feels a very old school move. Mm, Right. So, uh, at the end, there was some situation where Seidel was going for a cradle. No, no, no. First off, he was going for the shooting star. He misses that, then was going for a cradle bomb or a crucifix bomb on Punk, but Punk turns into a simple GTS. The crowd was chanting for it throughout the match. He finally hits it, gets the win. Really good match, really good stuff. And uh, the story with this match was regarding Leo Rush, if I'm not wrong. Yes, because he's trying to recruit uh, Seidal and Dante for his investment scheme. And uh, like for Dante, he got a match with uh, Malakai Black tomorrow night or tonight, I should say, on Dynamite. But uh, for Seidel, this was a shot. And there was no mention of Leo Rush during the match. And uh, even after the match, you know, they didn't further that angle. Probably they'll use tomorrow's Dynamite to do that because even Dante... Let's just say Dante is getting murdered by Malakai tomorrow or tonight. Yeah. But... um... Yeah, in that in that logic, I think we are getting Punk versus Dante Martin. I would love that. Like Punk, imagine being Dante Martin in this scene. Like for a month or a couple months, like you're going or three months because you're going from wrestling like dark and dark elevation matches, which he's still doing at the moment, to facing Kenny Omega, facing. Um, CM Punk, now facing Malakai Black and all the bigger stars in AEW. Cody Rhodes as well. So, he's he's having the time of his life right now. Bo- both of these guys. And uh, the presentation of CM Punk, where he's putting over the young talents, really great stuff. Yeah, and there's like more is yet to come from him in this in this role of his, like, you know, wrestling every young talent. And he specifically mentioned that in his first promo uh, when he returned, like, I'm, I'm ready and I'm hungry to work with all that young talent who had the same hunger as me back, but which got stomped out of my life by WWE. Let's wait and see, man. Let's wait and see who's next on his radar. But uh, shall we talk about this Dark Order promo? So uh, what happened was, like they are happy that their old friend, you could say, is an old friend, Hangman Page, is back and you know is getting the title shot at the pay-per-view. Now that's official. And uh, they also kind of called out the super click, uh, this being John Silver. So he threw a little challenge. Uh, with Dark Order facing the Super Click and I don't know when it's happening. I didn't get to see that promo, to be honest. Like, I was watching it on Fight. I, they might have aired it, like, after uh, after the commercial break. Or this, did this air during? I'm not sure because I didn't get to see it on Fight. Yeah, this was following the Cider and Punk. No, they, they didn't show it, which is, which is very strange. Even though, like, Fight Shows literally everything during the episode. Uh, but 
anyways they we had this promo so building towards this six man match i don't know when it's happening i might have lo- you know lost you know when they were announcing the cards for rampage and dynamite they may be doing it this week only or next week i don't know they announced the card for both shows but uh, this match wasn't there yeah but uh, looking at things probably the next dynamite the 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 next next week's dynamite probably then yeah so that was that should be a good trios match i love the super click i love uh, the dark order you know guys with john silver involved he's great at those type of matches so should be fun best best hot tag in the business currently yeah that's a five each but uh, let's get through this ruby soho versus uh, bunny so they had a little match and it was just there in this great card to be honest yes i mean one of the main the main highlight for this match i mean no disrespect to both uh, soho and uh, bunny the main highlight was the commentary because uh, these guys were just having fun taz uh, ricky starks and uh, excalibur so like while ruby was entering the taz was singing her theme song like you know waving the oh, so her part is kind of fully butchering it yeah and you remember when jungle boy debuted his theme at uh, dark or dark elevation and taz was just the first person to go oh, oh, and yeah. he wasn't even doing it properly yeah so taz is taz is a bad singer i guess but yeah but he's a really good commentator though and ricky starks yeah, easily oh, ricky starks is amazing man this guy put all the belts on him i don't care this guy is amazing like yeah. last week last week like ricky starks you know verbally even from his promo to his twitter game he was absolutely manhandled brand cage on twitter and after the like even during the match like they had a philly street fight even then like he got the better of him result wise and also like even in terms of presence so great stuff so back to this match um i think it they worked decentish so it turned out uh, soho got a cradle win and that was it ruby so wins the match and was you know celebrating on the entrance way but she got attacked by uh, the bunny's new friend penelope ford and uh, penelope what you say penelope why do you call her penelope because bukerty calls her like uh, whenever he whenever he reviews aw matches and uh, whenever he's talking about penelope ford's matches like and this match like this guy pedalope and this like this he just says it like that you watch his podcast so it's it's me no i don't watch his podcast but it keeps it keeps trending after whatever the amount of shit he says uh man you really, you really need to refresh your youtube feed sometimes yeah i mean i've seen some parts you remember when black snow got viral ah that's a classic bro Oh man like they were reviewing it on one of their episodes because like you know we had that bookerty on commentary twitter account and he was just talking about that and again like you know then he was just talking in his black snow voice so that's that's when i was like checking out but most of the times it's just he just keeps trending for his controversial talks whenever something bad is happening in wwe and he supports that or uh, like when something happened related to cm punk when he debuted so like he just keeps throwing these controversial barbs which at the end mean nothing but it's all it's all fun for the memes like the penelope stuff so penelope helped bunny to take out <laughs> soho with the brace nuts and that's how the whole segment ended we could be expecting a penelope and ruby soho match uh did they announce the it next i think no, they announced it no 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 they did not so you know coming back to this match i mean i want to talk a little because this for what it was it was basically bunny was on offense for the most part and they're trying to build soho for you know the tnt uh, the tbs championship matches the tbs championship matches the uh, tournament i should say and uh, like for the amount of bumps that soho took boy those were 
like very sloppy and very nasty because at the start you know when the bunny takes advantage of soho she like you know just yucks her up chucks her from the turnbuckle while she was standing and then she lands like neck first onto the turnbuckle and then she falls down and uh, after that you know this german suplex from the turnbuckle and uh, like the amount they, they were just, she was just working on her neck and uh, her yeah she was working on her neck and the i think bunny as a wrestler you know it's easy to like just say like you know she's there but when her matches are good you could see like you know she's 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 been wrestling for 15 years for the right for the right reason just sometimes I mean, most of them, she's been put into a position that, you know, with her bunny character is not something very appealing with the whole Hardy family office stuff. But if you want to watch her, like, you know, matches as Ali back in Impact or matches as, like, you know, as doing her own stuff, she's, she's pretty good. Like, she's credit where it's due in her case. Anyways, uh, before we get yeah. into the main event, uh, what is your favorite sneaker, by the way? <laughs> I'm not a huge guy on sneakers, to be honest. Like, I'm more of someone who wears loafers or uh, this thing. But you want to talk about the brand, you mean favorite shoe brand? Yeah. What, what, what is your uh, footwear like? Oh, sorry, foot game like? I mean, mostly trainers. Like I, most of my shoe collection is Adidas, and those are like something that I'd use to run or if I'm going out. But yeah, it's it's mostly like it's not very very sneaker like, but it's like few uh, shoes that I have. Like there's one I have of Adidas, which is my favorite. But yeah, mostly Adidas, I'd say. Yeah. You are kind of but, like me. You don't like to spend top dollars. On your uh, foot game, I was I like when you asked me that question, I knew where it was going. So yeah, but it was uh, just un- unnecessary. Side note, though, I do like watching BT for uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega's what they wear on that particular week. Yes, uh, this this week is definitely something about this like. They will definitely crack a joke where they're they're in a sneaker shop and they're just like, oh, I'm gonna spend top dollar on that. Uh, it's coming, you know that, right? Yeah. Like they are going to crack something or the other in this. Especially. Yeah. Let uh, let uh, you know top dollar get some credibility now that he's on SmackDown. Let's uh, hope yes. for the best for him and his whole crew. Yes, and someone even mentioned that Young Bucks put him over in one tweet that NXT ever did. And then Ooh. how many months that he's been here, which is which is very true. And of course, like I don't I don't like religiously watch NXT, like some bits and pieces, but that's that that was true. You don't watch NXT? I mean, not very much. I just check out the parts that interest me. K case with many in WWE shows. Bro, you should watch that show for Parker Bodox. Or whatever he's called now. I could care less about that person, to be honest with you. It doesn't like, even exist. Call it, yeah, it's some Harland. And yeah. it's a very wrongly timed name when there is an actual footballer of the same name. They like they, both like they gave him the name Gana Harland and both have like you know football connotations. And he looks like neither he looks like neither of those parts because Gunner is a nickname for Arsenal. And Haaland, there's a footballer named Erling Haaland. And he, when he had hair on top of his head, he used to look a bit like him. And Erling Haaland, the footballer, also looks like Brock Lesnar. And he is called Brock Lesnar in a more meme sense. But yeah. uh, he looks like neither of those. And I don't get the hype of him, to yeah, be he completely not, honest. With he, he went from looking like Brock Lesnar to Sanjay Dutt from Agnipat. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Jeans Netsky. Anyways, uh, let's get into this uh, big six-man slash trios match. So this was... You want the... me to... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, do you want me to run down the card for next week? Absolutely. Because I missed the whole bit. 
yes okay i'm completely sorry for interrupting you there anyways so for tonight for tonight on dynamite we have uh, dante versus malaka black so that's there's going to be a murder on that case there's lucha bros versus question mark question mark question mark it's a mass tag team mass tag team which is known only close to andrade which is uh, given the way that you know they've been teasing it on online it's uh, dragonly or dralistico but you never know someone like laredo kid might show up and uh, like because both dragonly and dralistico have uh, you know obligations with ring of honor so I, I, it's likely going to be them but i feel it's they might take another out on that and uh, there they'll announce the bracket for the world championship tournament for full year which is strange because they because tony khan also announced on uh, social media that kenny and hangman are going to face for the championship that's so weird. this is a bit so this is a bit strange oh no wait the final is going to be the final is going to take place at uh, full year right. that's what happened last that's what happened last year with kenny and hangman absolutely and uh, now that now they are facing for the championship so it's like yeah so it's fine and uh, john moxley is going to face wheeler yuta and i don't have a good feeling about this this is probably leading into a john moxley heel turn probably yeah. because he's been acting heelish all these weeks and uh, this is like a good baby face for him to murder and this is also going to do, there is going to there are two murders that are going to take place tonight let's just say that and uh, kiera hogan versus penelope ford is uh, happening and brian versus bobby fish and uh, next week on Dra- uh, rampage they're going to announce the bracket for the tbs championship tournament so i think that final is also taking place at uh, full gear and uh, there are going to be some matches from the cha- world heavyweight championship tournament and also park versus andrade so i'm just curious why is this match happening but you know when these two guys wrestle it's amazing that happened the first time it's going to happen again where's park park versus andrade two is happening where rampage next week oh okay should be good i guess hmm. yeah um, so let's continue with the main event so we? like i said it was the inner circle so it was chris jericho and sammy 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 guevara TNT champion and Jay Cable. So they are facing men of the year that is Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page and Junior Dos Santos, the former UFC champion. This is his first pro, so, so this is his pro wrestling, official pro wrestling debut, like they said in the, in the package and stuff. I thought that package they did for this match was really good. It was very informative, yeah. I guess. This was the same that they had for uh... Uh, Roto. Roto. Yes. Yes. This trio match was, I could say it was chaotic. It was fun, and uh, like the crowd really, you know, brought this match to a level. And Junior Dos Santos, he was fine, I guess. What you think about? Yeah, I thought he looked great because he was used very sparingly. but he was used to his advantage because he was leaning more into those uh, strikes on the jericho and then hager was showing him what pro wrestling looks like when he was just body slamming him and uh, besides that yeah, he was more used more for his striking game and then he was just tagged out so i thought i thought he was used fairly well yeah but uh, i thought overall it was a good enough match yeah it was it was fun like as any trios match is in general because that's how it, it's more a fan service as is called that but yeah it was it was great and uh, like they started off with sammy and scorpio sky really good wrestling there sammy looks like an absolute star and then junior dos santos came in and we had a little face off between him and jericho he was really you know hammering into jericho So this led to you know Jay Kager coming in and like we said you know kind of you know introducing him to the business and all. So they had little welcome to the big leagues, kid. Yeah, they had little exchanges and all. So as we went through the commercial break, like what happened was uh, Chris Jericho was kind of being distracted by Jorge Masvidal who was in the corner of the heel team there. So from there, 
the heel team where you know targeting jericho throughout the commercial break and uh, jericho was able to you know make a escape and make a hot tag to sammy and sammy went full insane the crowd just stood up for this guy like the crowd the crowd was chanting for him while he was like he was tagged out is like we want sammy and they stopped after a while but when his hot tag came in the the crowd came unglued even oh. ricky starks mentioned like you know this roof is falling off this place because that's how over sammy gavara is which is so, amazing that's what happened during the commercial break because you saw on fire tigers yes yeah okay so like the way he did that super cutter from the the springboard cutter was insane the crowd just stood up for that one and he hit a kind of a shooting star and we also saw jericho coming in he hit a great uh, looking lion sword crowd is very much into this this is the peak of this match you could say so something happened we were talking about you know before we started this recording sammy kind of hit a big move i think the camera missed it because during the same time uh dos santos and hager were fighting near ringside and uh, dos santos i think hager slammed dos santos through the table something happened with sammy i guess like you were pointing to it. what happened yes i don't know what happened exactly because uh, what happened like sammy like you know these guys were going ape shit on one another so jericho and sky were in the ring and, and ethan page was trying to you know help sky and sammy just crashes with him through the ring ropes and falling down on the ground and there was something that happened like uh, yeah, junior as you mentioned you know junior dos santos and the jk gov were just beating up and he was just slamming hager on the apron uh, junior dos santos was slamming hager on the apron and there was a, something that happened i'm not sure what it was i mean whoever is listening to this podcast you can mention it in the comments below but even we want to know so and there was like uh dan lambert just went like this and uh, even masvidal just went like this and uh, the crowd was chanting holy shit i'm like you won't be ch- chanting holy shit for just hager slamming uh, hager getting slammed at the apron so something bad must have happened to sami because even after the match he was limping so there could be something that we might have missed out on or we have missed out on that you know no one knows what happened exactly yeah overall they really missed the sammy spot i think it was done on purpose probably but i mean i hope i hope no, there's nothing bad that happened hope is okay that's we all we want to know but uh, yes. as we continue throughout the match so what happened was as we get to the final part jericho had scorpio sky uh, in the walls of jericho uh scorpio sky was on the verge of tapping out but uh, here comes hore masozal because there was some yeah i think he came out and he hit jericho with a knee so yes, it was space vanzant it was space vanzant who distracted ah, the referee yeah. and uh, jorge, Mas- jorge masvidal just hits the knee strike on jericho and uh, that's how scorpio sky was able to pin jericho so man of the year and dos santos got the win that's pretty much it they are trying to build up feuds from what happened here and one is the hore masvidal and jericho thing yes and uh, you know given the star power of hore masvidal this is they are sowing the seeds for an eventual turn into pro wrestling for hore masvidal because even in ufc he's not fighting for the big championships so he could do like you know bit part of bit of both but uh, he's clearly a star that's waiting to be used in a ufc and uh, even in uh, aw now so there is a good chance that he'll change careers even page vanzan because her uh, you know with all due respect her fighting career isn't faring any better so with masvidal they are clearly building up something and you know if you had seen the road to episode they've mentioned his accolades which isn't much as a ufc champion but he won their version of the fcw championship which is the bmf bmf championship so he was a champion of that just to prove how tough he is and uh, they like that was just it and just that he's a bad mfer so they are going to aws clearly got a star on their hands and they really definitely so. make the bit 
uh, yes, he, I mean, he has the mainstream appeal. He's someone, you know, who's proven in UFC that you can be a star by yourself, irrespective of where you rank in the championship scene. So they are clearly, they, I feel that they're going to use him a lot more probably later on because even in UFC, like I mentioned, you know, he's not, he's not challenging for the big, big championship besides the BMF champion that he, BMF champion that he was, there's nothing much that he's done. He's like, uh, he's like a mid-carder in UFC, um, to put it bluntly. I'm, I'm fallen off uh, UFC after Connor, I guess. Mm, I mean, yeah, most of UFC's popularity. And uh, I don't mean this as a knock because UFC, like, as in general, is also is running strong at the moment. After the pandemic and uh, before that, you know, the Connor and Khabib stuff that happened with this Connor going apeshit on Khabib after the match. So that was like clearly a pro wrestling angle built. So after that, I think this the popularity has fallen off a bit, but uh, it's it's still going pretty strong, I'd say. Is Ore on that Khabib Connor level? He's not. I mean, Ka- they have like a different form of star power. Like I mentioned, you know, Masvidal is uh, is a mid carder at best, but uh, he's someone who's waiting to be used at the top in pro wrestling terminology. Maybe he's the Seth Rollins of MMA. Probably you could say that because he has that drift gimmick as well going on. So, oh, okay. So that's, that makes that's, sense. That's a, that's, yeah, that's a very apt, that's a very apt comparison. But anyways, man, overall thoughts on this feud uh, you could be seeing as we get to the pay-per-view. Oh, um, about for this feud, I mean, I thought that, you know, the hype died a little for this because these guys are doing the best with what they have. Uh, sometimes, you know, when Dan Lambert cuts a good promo, it goes over the top. But again, like, you know, when he cuts the same promo, it's just there, like meddling. And uh, I I wasn't really, but I wasn't particularly interested heading into this match. But this this match was great, so that really you know built up all the interest back. And uh, you forgot to mention the proud and powerful came out to uh, you know mm. help out yeah. the inner circle. Yeah, you so, know why? You know why? Because it took that long for proud and powerful to even make the save. Yeah, they should have like. That was so weird. And uh, like Hager is out. All of these guys are pounding on Jericho. So these guys are like beating the shit out of him. All guys like Vanderford, you know, Paige Van Zandt's husband. The, that's an app way of mm-hmm. describing him. There's uh, Junior Dos Santos. And there was another person. I forgot his name. And all everyone's beating him up. And then Proud and Powerful show up. And these guys are wait. So, and uh, if you've checked out the possible leaked card of Foyegir. So, this is a match that might happen, like a li- likely to be a tag match, a 5-1-5 five, five five tag match between the Inner Circle and the American Top League. So, it's a 5-5? Five five. Likely to be, and given the direction that they've taken after the segment, it's likely to be in that sense. Let's do a 5-5 five five Lions then match. Like no, it's it's too small of a space for them to do. Yeah, yeah. Tony Khan has the budget. Listen, Tony Khan has the budget. He can build a giant MMA ring. Yes, like probably the same way like he built for Hager and Wardlow. It was an actual pro wrestling ring, just with a normal steel cage, and you know they just put an extra corner just to show that you know octagon. So probably that. Hey, now that you have mentioned the league card, should we talk about it? Sure, go on. Let's like, just do I, that. I don't know what happened, but apparently Tony Khan was in some game, one of the NFL games. Correct Jaguars, me? yes. And he was holding, yeah. he was holding some piece of paper, and apparently it was the card for yeah, like that exactly, and it like was, that is. He was just posing like this, and the you could clearly see the uh, the, the full gear card that he's written, and he has a pretty good handwriting, you could say, yeah. to you know point it out. But 
I mean, people who are who the eagle-eyed people on Reddit or uh, on social media, like, hats off to you guys. Yeah, apparently, that it had a eleven match card for full gear, and I don't, I don't yep. know, I don't know what matches he had written on. Do you have any idea? Um. Okay, so I'll try to point it out from what I remember. Okay, go on. So. So the one match is officially announced. That's uh, Kenny versus Hangman for the championship. That that's something Tony Khan confirmed. The other matches were uh, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. So I'm not sure how will they get to that. That will be uh, apparently it would be the finals of this tournament. Probably that that's, would make more sense. Exactly that would. Uh, there was Christian Cage versus Adam Cole. Or was it Jungle Boy? Uh, no, Christian Cage versus Adam Cole. Okay. Uh, Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express was one match, which is strange because they wrestled like on the go-, go home show for All Out, or I think the week before that. So it was strange that this match is happening again. So if we are having Young Bucks in this big marquee match, what do what do the Lucha Bros do? Do they have a match? Yeah, or... there was a there was a, there was a question mark on that. So the, the for Lucha Bros versus question mark question mark question mark, they don't we even they Tony doesn't know who to uh, pick for to face them. Hmm? Just to get the young box, just to get the young box, uh, young box involved. I think they do a three way. Yeah, I was also thinking of the same, but uh, probably someone else might you know climb up the rankings by then. But I hope no no no. Yeah. Then there was Inner Circle versus American Top Team. I was thinking of Proud and Powerful at first, but wait, wait, uh, wait. then I realized. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be FTR and Lucha Bros. Of what I read on this oh, report. Yes. 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 Please. Please. Please, wrestling gods. Please, Tony Khan. Yes. Yeah. Because I love FTR. This match is going to rule on all corners. And given the approach that FTR has taken in recent weeks, if you're watching Dark and Elevation, they've been like, go. They've been squashing everyone. Like whoever they face on dark or elevation, and even when the Dax Howard cut that promo, he's like, "Nah, the wheelchairs or crutches are for the week, and we are refocusing on getting that tag titles." I hope it's FTR. Shit, that's that's going to be amazing. That's and, the case. Then uh, I don't want to see Young Bucks and Lucha Bros on the paper. Sorry, Young yeah. Bucks and Jurassic yeah. Express. Yes, probably. Yeah. You wouldn't want that either. And uh, we had a TBS wait. championship match. Yeah, TBS. They didn't announce it was. I mean, of course. Like now, we got to know that there's a tournament that they'll do in the finals leading into it. But there was a match announced for the card that had some implication. That might have some implications to it. That was Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. So that was. It's probably the finals of the TBS tournament. And uh, then another, the next match that was uh, uh, just one, yeah, Cody Rhodes versus question mark. So there were three options for it. One I don't remember right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Cody Rhodes had like three options. One was Malachi Black, obviously. The other was uh, Miro, and the third was Andrade Lejolo. So Cody Rhodes versus three options. I hope it's I hope it's Miro because I I want to see some promos between Miro and Arn Anderson. Like oh who's my. who's the who's the bigger badass of the two? Yeah, the game over versus the Arn Glock. Yeah, the Glock versus the tank. See who, who knows he may come out in a tank. Oh yeah, with CJ standing next to him. Yeah, it's like it's be, going to rule. That would be a fun match. Yes, and okay. I think there was, I might, I think I might have covered the entire card. Yeah, but, uh, at this point, the other stuff are just TBA. Yes, and uh, Britt Baker versus question mark, question mark, question mark, because they like it's not announced that who will face her for the championship at the, the card. Yeah, so that's the leaked card for full gear. Sounds good, but was. Yes, but was Tony like? Does he have any self awareness while he was holding the card that way, or did he just do it on? Did he just do it on purpose? Like, what the fuck was that? 
Yeah, this was done on purpose saying Tony's history. He knows how Big to know. Tony Khan. Yeah. He knows how to, you know, get some buzz and he uses through the dirt sheets and all. He's very great at that. So overall yes. he's he's been a constant presence on uh, wrestling observer like you know these live chats back in 90s and uh, like given the amount of stuff that he's been saying about WWE which is obviously taken in the wrong context by the dirt sheet writers and uh, it feels like he's on a coke binge but something he know he knows that he's on a coke binge and doing these things but um, give us a decent enough card they will do but uh, maybe you know just don't fill it up don't give yeah. us a wrestlemania 35 like card with uh, 100 matches on the so. yeah it's probably good that they space it out for uh, you know the shows leading up to it or you know the one after the go the fallout from full gear yeah let it be like all out i think all out was handled very well with the matches and stuff so do something like that yep but anyways man that was the review for rampage anything else you wanted to add before we get the hell out nah, i don't think so but where can you guys find you so you can find me on twitter on instagram or instagram at red underscore aman and if you're watching this in video form probably in any of these corners because i keep I I don't keep track anymore where is it I think it's on the right yeah and you can find slam of wrestling on twitter at slam of wrestling instagram at slam of wrestling you can catch this video in audio platforms on spotify on anchor as well this was the rampage review and we'll see you guys next time ciao